0: This afternoon, the Legislative Audit Subcommittee met to discuss the findings of two recently completed independent reports into the finances and costs of public education in Utah. Kate Minchie, the Utah Legislative Auditor General, and his team are here to discuss these reports in detail with us today. So Kate, why don't you go ahead and tell us just a little bit about these two reports that you just presented?
1: Well, you've heard about these Uh, Education reports we've done in the past. We've been here a few times talking about these. Uh, Just as a reminder for those that maybe um, aren't familiar, the Legislative Audit Subcommittee asked us a couple years ago to do uh, what we are calling a comprehensive review of the public education system in the state of Utah. Uh, There's a total of seven audit reports that are part of that series, and these two reports. Uh, cap off that series. So these are audits six and seven within that series. Um, there's there's quite a few. Like I said, they're out there, seven in total. You can always go to our website, olag.utah.gov. And we have some smart tags at the bottom of our website. Click on education. you will see every single one of those. But uh, we're excited. Uh, this has been some really fascinating work. And uh, we're excited that these, this has t- taken uh, the full conclusion
0: so, Kate, reading through these two audits, they seem relatively similar. Uh, before we have you do a deep dive into the specifics of each audit, at a high level, what are the key differences between these two reports?
1: Great question, Edward. Thank you. As, as we got into this, let, let me just say that, again, as part of the larger comprehensive review, one of the questions we were asked was, look at administrative costs within public education and let us know if they're appropriate and reasonable. As we got doing that, and some, and based on some previous auto work that we had conducted, what we found is we really, there's really two parts of that question that we need to answer. First of all, in order to answer the question, is it appropriate and reasonable, we need to know and make sure that all the data that's being reported is accurate, first and foremost. So we're making comparisons, the apples to apples, so to speak, Right. And as, as we got into it, we saw there is some variation on how districts are reporting this information. Uh, so much so that we decided we needed to have an entire report dedicated to that. This is something that we feel strongly about as auditors. We can't do our job. We don't believe the legislature can do its job without accurate information. You, you, you can't do the analysis, you can't do the comparisons. And so this first report is what I call a handbook. It's a handbook to say, if we want to get information in public education, reliable and accurate across all LEAs, this is how you do it. This is the handbook. And so we broke that out and made that one report. The second report then gets into the question of, um, is administrative costs reasonable within public education? We looked at charter schools. We looked at districts. And we're, we're using the information available to us to try to answer that question. And um, we have a lot of, I think, interesting findings within that space as well.
0: Awesome. So I'd like to kick this on over to, to Ben Buys, uh who conducted these reports. Um, so the first report here is this performance audit of financial reporting in public education. Uh, so Ben, just as Cade as just mentioned there, this first report really tried to get at the um, consistency and the accuracy of public education financial information. Can you tell us a little bit more about this report uh, and what your
2: key findings were? Definitely, thanks, Edward. Again, my name is Ben Byers. I was the audit manager for these audits. Uh, and, and that's exactly right. The consistency is, is really the important thing. And we recognize that for legislators and other key stakeholders to be making informed decisions, they really need reliable and comparable information in school finance data. Um, and we kind of, we see three ways that USB has a big role in this. And that's kind of what this, this report focuses on. So the first is the chart of accounts, which is just how are districts supposed to code things? If you have instruction, where should that be coded when, you, when you're recording that in your financial statements? Uh, and the next one is enforcement. Our, is USB making sure that if there's an error, they are, they're fixing that and, and coding it to the right place? And, and monitoring, obviously, is, is an essential part of that. Um, and making sure keeping an eye on those financials and making sure that they're putting those in the right buckets. So um, we're concerned that the LEAs are not coding basic costs in the right buckets. Uh, just like um, teachers, if, if they are doing instruction, that should be coded as instruction. But if they're doing curriculum or assessment or coaching of other teachers, that's not an instruction. In spe- that's not an instruction expense, and it should be coded to those other buckets. Um and this becomes a larger issue when we see that state funding requirements are not followed. So there's certain funding uh certain sources of funding that have requirements in statute, and uh we see that LEAs are not correctly expending those funds as a, as appropriate. Just to give an example, um there was some funding that was for student health needs, and that was supposed to be spent on nurses and, and, that kind of ex, uh, and that kind of expense. And we saw that some of that money was going towards teacher wages, was going to secretaries, was going to supplies uh, inappropriately according to legislative intent. Um, and our concern, again, is that the LEAs are doing that, but also the USB isn't monitoring the use of those funds, isn't enforcing that they be used for the ac- appropriate expenditures. Uh, so we think that there can be some improvements there so, Ben, what exactly can be done to help address this
0: inconsistency throughout the entire Utah school throughout the entire Utah school system
2: yeah, and again, we think that that's a question that the USBE needs to take on and really goes back to those those first three points that we started with, which is having a really clear chart of accounts, making it very clear if you have a school resource officer, this is where it goes if you have um, the services that are, that are supporting a student, this needs to go in student support uh, and making sure that the, the definitions you, f- you find in those chart of accounts are very clear and easy for business administrators and others at the local level to determine where every expense is supposed to go. And after that, USB needs to ensure that they're monitoring to be sure that that chart of accounts is being followed and enforcing um, instances of non-compliance. So if, if uh, LEA is not putting things in the right bucket, they need to ensure that they do. Um, they need to follow up and, and make sure that the financial data that is reported to them is is done correctly.
0: Now, one of the other questions this audit attempted to tackle was this question uh, between charter schools and your public schools. Um, can you talk a little bit about the accounting practices between those two entities and how those might differ?
2: Yeah, so that, that really leads in well to our, our second audit in this group, which is a performance audit of public ad- Sorry, a performance audit of public education administrative costs. And we really wanted to look and see how administrative spending levels are differing among the LEAs. So just to, just to back up a little bit, so administrative costs kind of are going to three buckets at, at local levels. So you, the biggest of those is school administration, which is principals and assistant principals. Uh, and that's about $408 million in 2021. That's about 61% of the total administrative spending Uh, The next biggest is central administration, which is your centralized services like your accounting, your IT support, your HR. Um, And then last, you have your district administration costs of your your local board and your uh, superintendent, which is about 10% or about $68 million of of the total amount. So we did find that there are are differences in spending between districts and, and charter schools. And we really found that there was a kind of a breakoff point where you have large school districts with over four thousand students, and they they sort of start to develop economies of scale at that level. Um, and when you get into smaller than that, you have you have kind of your smaller districts and your charter schools, and they actually look pretty similar in terms of total costs. Where we do see some differences is at the charter level you have a little bit less in the district administration costs they don't have a uh, a paid board necessarily Um, sometimes it's just again a single school so they may have an individual who's working as both the principal and the superintendent capacities and so you don't have the same level of district administration at a small lea where you have a superintendent uh, and then you also may have individual principals at all the different schools so Again, overall costs are pretty pretty similar between the charter schools and those smaller districts, but you do see some, some cost savings at the uh, charter school district level. Uh, the other thing that we thought was important to, to note in this audit is we, we took a careful look at charter schools with a charter management company. So that's an issue that a lot of people have had questions with and how those charter management companies are doing. Um, and there are there are two main charter management companies that do the majority of the work in this area for those schools that choose to, to contract with the charter management company. And not all of them do. We found overall all three groups, um, the the two that are using one of these two large charter management companies and those that are choosing not to have fairly similar costs. Uh, We did find that those with the, with the charter management companies actually have slightly smaller administrative costs per student. So, we didn't see that they were taking advantage of the charter schools. We didn't see that was a large cost driver that was driving up costs at charter schools. Um, but they are they are providing some services to um, these charter management companies um, rather than having to hire your own employees. Um, and then the last thing I wanted to point out um, is when, we are, when we're looking at administrative costs and if they are reasonable, um, I think it's really important to to identify if they're doing what they're supposed to. So if you have very cheap administrative costs, but they're not doing a very good job again, that we don't feel that's an appropriate administrative cost, even though it may be very low. Uh, So we think it's very important that administrative administrators are uh, fulfilling the duties that are assigned to them, which includes um, requirements set in place by the legislature, uh, by the state school board and by their own local boards. And really, um, If we're not measuring how they're performing on those levels then we think we're missing a key element so we really think it's important that that some of these key metrics are measured at administrative level to be sure they're actually doing their jobs and doing what they're supposed to uh, which is kind of part one and then part two is are they doing that for an efficient uh, and cost effective amount
0: so how can the legislature ensure that these local school districts and leas adhere to the financial reporting requirements and comply with state law to ensure that taxpayers' money is being spent wisely?
2: Yeah. So uh, again, going to report one, we think it's important that when there are requirements in statute that they are coding things correctly, that allows for USBE to monitor those and ensure that they're spending them as, as required uh, we also recommend that the legislature consider adding some performance metrics for these LEAs that are measuring if the administrative services are um doing what they're supposed to and following legislative intent. Uh we we looked at many past audits that found that there were issues with um with coding, with um compliance of of requirements. Um and so we feel that those things need to be addressed first and then the cost can be better determined if that's appropriate. So let me
1: just add on Edward here for a second to what Ben's point was. I think it was a great point that he just made. Um, I, I've been asked by uh, lawmakers and others, Kate, how do I know you know this money that we're appropriating is going to where we want it to go? Um you know, legislators and others have concerns. Well, are they, is this just going to eat up in administrative costs, or is this really getting to services for the children? And it's a, it's a it's an important question that as as laws are established, as funding is appropriated, to have the um, surety that it's being used uh, the way that policymakers intended to to, to be made. Uh, both as we, both of these reports into that, but I believe report number one. Is so key, which is why we separated these between the two. We didn't want it to get lost. That is so important to make sure that as Ben has pointed out, that there's good chart of accounts, that is clear, so everybody knows what the rules are. And then there is enforcement and monitoring to make sure it's done accurately. Um, if we don't have that, we're never going to be able to answer that question. Um, we're encouraged. We think uh, all, in all of our conversations with USPE, they have made uh, great strides in the last few years. And so uh, we think that that um, ability to get to where we wanted to, to, to get to is, is available to them, and they can't get there. But this last push is going to be a hard one, getting everything where it needs to be. And so that, that, that's where we'd like to see it going, and, and we think that this report lays out um, – all the uh, mechanisms that need to be in place to do that and and those can be found in our recommendations.
0: As a reminder if you are interested in learning more about the Utah Office of the Auditor General please visit olag.utah.gov where you can read the full audit reports discussed here as well as follow along with committee meetings and provide feedback to the legislature. Gentlemen thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Thank you.